so I'm up rather early again. Um, and there's something I want to talk about. It's actually been on my mind for a while, but it's something just kind of deep down, really and truly, that I want to talk about. And I feel like it's my place to talk about it because, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it because I'm black. I'll go ahead and say it just because, you know, I'm black and I feel like it should be addressed, even though it's not really going to address anything. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, I've talked a few times about racist but I never really dedicated a piece on racism, you know, so I'll go ahead and say it. I have experienced racism. I've experienced racism quite a few times in my life. In my life, I experience it every day. But not like what you would think. It's not like what you read in the history books or whatnot. It's not like, you know, it's not necessarily like what you read in the history books or whatnot. It's not like Jim Crow, but it's subtle. It's very subtle. It's it's little things like, you know, like I can remember I was like, I think I was like 23, 22, 23. And I was walking down the street in, in Louisville, Barstown Road. And one of the things that happened was that the the police rolled up on me. Um, the police rolled up on me because apparently there was a burger, a series of burglaries going on, people breaking into people's houses or whatnot, so on and so forth. You had a lot of that going on, and so it gave cause for these police officers to roll up on me in the back alley. It was so sketchy because it was a back alley. Um, first off, no one knew. I mean, I was pretty sure no one saw me even go there. But it was just kind of like a shortcut towards the house I was living at. So it was just like, it was crazy for these cops, these police officers, to just roll up on me like they did the way that they did. But not only the way that they did, it was like the numbers that they rolled up on me with. I'm one person. This is a very small alley. They came from four different directions, okay? Well, three different directions. They came from three different directions, okay? Three different directions. And, you know, three different directions, and I'm one person, okay? You know, and, you know, you got the police, you got the police and they're, you know, it's two people to a vehicle, okay? I want you to keep that in mind. Two people to a vehicle. And I have to basically more or less pretend that everything's fine and dandy, that that didn't bother me when it did. And the whole thing came because, I mean, I was actually getting searched. Okay, I have no reason. I mean, the way I thought about it, I was like, well, I ain't got no nothing to hide, so to go ahead. But, you know, when I got back to the house, I mean, it really pissed me off. Because I was like, dude, I have done nothing. 
at this point, 22, 23, so I've been in the military a couple years. Um, at this point in my life, I had two deployments under my belt. So I'm like, dude, why is this happening to me? Why did that happen to me? Why did that happen to me? You know, why did that happen to me? And why did people feel so, why did they feel so comfortable to do that to me? And it, you know, really and truly what stopped it, the only thing that really stopped it was that, you know, they had, they finally asked for my ID and they finally more or less asked for my ID and I gave them my military ID and it, that pretty much just left me alone for a minute. That made them leave me alone, which I, I mean, to be truthful, I thought it was bullshit because I was like, I wasn't wrong to begin with. Like, what was I guilty of? You know, what was I truly guilty of? But it made me so upset when I thought about it. I mean, I was upset like a week later from it, really and truly. Because I was thinking, like, you know, what did I have, what had I done? You know, what had I honestly done? But I say that to say this. You know, racism is around, and I've experienced racism not just from white people, not just from the police, but I've also experienced racism from my own people. Honestly, if I were to be totally honest, I've honestly experienced most of it from my own people. And, you know, this is where people get the feeling like, oh, well, you know, it ain't like that, and this, that, and the other, whatever. Yeah, cut the bullshit. Cut it. Really and truly... I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you've ever given someone of color a hard time because they're interracially dating, you're part of the problem. You are a racist. Like, you are a racist. You are a racist. You know, but not even like a subtle racist. You're a racist on a very deep level. Okay? You're a racist in the sense... That it wouldn't even do any good to tell you about it. Because you wouldn't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know. If I told you today. Like if I told you right now. That you know. If you harass a white person. Because they're dating someone. A person of color. That you're a racist. You wouldn't know what I was talking about. And I'll give you an example. So I was in Atlanta a couple months back. I was in Atlanta with my, with my other half. And we were in a hotel. And we were just visiting. And. You know. I went. Like she was at the table. I went to get something for breakfast. Because we were both getting breakfast. And I went to get something. And come back, and she didn't tell. She had told me, and I saw these these black girls. They're kind of leaving her area, kind of leaving our table, I guess. And they basically more or less said, you know, they was asking her like, "Hey, is that your friend?" And then she said, "No, that's you know, no, that's my fiance." It's like, oh, so he's he's whitewashed. And she had questions like, why wouldn't they do that when, you know, you're here? It's like, because I, I had to explain to her because they wouldn't dare do that dumb shit while I'm there. And, you know, I, I know so many black guys that go through this. I know so many black women that go through this. But it's the same reason. It's all the same, really and truly all the same. 
okay, nobody will do that. They won't try that while we're around. They'll wait till we're away to try and prey on our significant others or whatnot. And it's one of those things that's infuriating. So infuriating when you think about it because it's like it's bullshit. But if you try to... If you, for whatever reason, try to try to examine that, try to talk about it, you know, people look at you like, you know, people look at you like you're, you know, you're, you're a flower that just got up and started talking. They look at you like the idea that you're talking about is just extremely foreign. Well, what you're really talking about is a very deep issue. Okay. I call Georgians racist in denial because by far, besides Mississippi, Georgia is by far one of the most racist, unpleasant places I've ever been to in my in my entire life, particularly Atlanta. You know, whoever's listening, I don't give a shit how you feel. Either deal with the issue or risk it being talked about. But I think about that. I think about all the places I've been to in the States. And I think about how how racism is so abundant that it's so a part of our cult, our society that you couldn't really tell somebody, hey, this is a racist moment. They wouldn't know what you're talking about. They wouldn't necessarily know how to take it. They wouldn't know what you're talking about, so on and so forth. You know, you see it even in our education. You, you see it even in our education, our religion, and a lot of different things, okay? And the only reason that I can even talk about it is because, okay, I'm black. I am I am black as they can be. I mentioned before that I experienced racism from my own people, right? Well, here's what I mean by that. Again, I mentioned interracial dating. My first girlfriend out of high school was white, Okay. I actually, like, my first girlfriend out of high school was white. At that time, though, I did have a crush on quite a few black women. But because I didn't fit the, the norm, I wasn't ghetto. I wasn't loud. I wasn't a dope boy. I wasn't out in the streets like that. I wasn't doing a whole lot of this. I was doing it. At that point, I started doing a lot of traveling. I hadn't quite gone to AIT just yet. But, you know... I was on my way. My career is getting ready to take off, so on and so forth. So, you know, my first girlfriend happened to have been a white girl. Her name was Crystal, actually. I remember her. Um, she, you know, and I remember she got harassed. She got dirty looks. She'd tell me about it every day on the way to my house. And I remember we were walking up the street. And, of course, these girls... You know, these girls were, I went to high school with as well. And granted, they never paid me a mind ever before up until this point. At this point, now they they don't have anything to say, but they wait till I'm alone to say something. Or they'll wait till she's alone to say something. Never went out when we're around each other. Okay. So when I talk about it and I think about it and I'm so infuriated by it. Okay, I, I'm so infuriated by it that I'm happy to say that. Like, if you're like this, you're no better 
than the Arkansas white man who's in his on his property with a, having a class meeting. You're no better. You're actually probably worse because you should know better. Because while you might figure, oh, it's not that serious. We, you think about what Martin Luther King and even Malcolm X was talking about. You are walking all over whatever, what they were working for, what both of them were working for, and so many others were working for. We are in 2019. We're going to 2020, and you're still doing this shit, okay? You're still making people feel bad because they interact with someone outside their race. You make, like, you make people feel bad because they don't share your views okay if someone sounds a little bit educated or they're not from around these parts or whatever you call them whitewashed or they're trying to be white when in all actuality that's just how they're raised it's not them trying to be white it's not them trying to be black has it ever occurred to you that nobody's sitting here trying to act like a fucking savage everywhere that they go Yes, I said it. If you feel some kind of you feel some kind of way about it, come address me about it. I mean, feel free, and I'll tell you what I'm. I'm gonna tell you right now. What I'm gonna tell you then. I don't give a shit. Address the issue, or risk it being talked about out in public. Address the issue, or risk it being talked about in public, because that's what we got going on. You got racist in denial. You got white people walking around like. Like, this isn't a thing. You have a president. Like, you have a president who don't know, like, who I wouldn't say he's racist, but I'm going to say he's reckless as fuck. But he's making everybody who is racist very comfortable to come out to be racist. You got... You got black people that's been killing each other since as long as I can remember. Okay? But if we talk about that, oh man, I don't that'll brew an argument. I you know, I think one of the things I told my other half one time, I don't know if she tried to break up a conversation about her or what, but I told her it was like, you know, one of the things you probably don't want to bring up is black on black crime as a white person. You wanna know why? Because people feel like on that subject that's not your thing to talk about. Oh, well that's not your thing to talk about. I'll even say this, the N word. I don't like the word. It has nothing to do with color for me. It's an ugly fucking word. Don't call me a nigger. I don't like it. To say it even that one time is ugly to me. Because that's not who I am. I'm a black man. I'm not even an African American. I didn't come off the fucking boat. I was born in Kentucky. So I'm not an African American. I'm black. And I'm proud. I'm black. I listen to, I listen to Leonard Skinner. I listen to Mozart. I listen to Tupac. Some of these kids now they don't even know who Tupac is. They ain't even some of these kids don't even know that Ice Cube was a rapper way back in the day. They thought he just made goofy ass movies until Straight Outta Compton came out. But I'm whitewashed. And I'm infuriated by that. Because some of the same people that would talk about you know, that, that talk about being black and being proud and all that are the same people that perpetuate a problem that should have been gone a long time ago. We still deal with racism. But you know what? It's not just it's not just in police brutality. It's not just 
you know, it's not it just in police brutality, but it's also in black on black crime. And, you know, it's not even just black people. It's really just people of color in general. Okay, let me explain something to you. I watched something. I watched something. I don't know if any of you are familiar with um, Jane, Jane Elliott. She's very awesome. Definitely love her work. I actually met her one time. Um, very good, very good individual. And she touched on some very, very hard hitting points when it comes to racism. And one of those points is this, you know, in the United States, right? I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I can tell you this in the United States, this is what we got, right? This is what we got. A white person, if they feel attacked, if they feel victimized, if they feel threatened, they can cry, they can shed a tear, and they can just leave the problem. They can go away. They can go away, and that's the end of it. That is the end of it. They don't have to worry about it. It's, it is what it is. It's whatever. I can't cry, and my problems go away. I can't. I can't sit here and wish my problems away. I can't use my skin color to my benefit. What benefit is there for me? You know what I have to do, right, to get what people think I have as a benefit? I had to get a career. I'm almost 11 years into that career, okay? I'm almost 11 years into that career. I had to make that happen before I could even get the respect from my own people, let alone the rest of the world. I can't cry for my problems to go away. I can't. Okay, I'm gonna give you an example, right? Give you give you an example. My baby mama, right? My baby mama, her boyfriend on drugs, ex-boyfriend, I don't know the situation. I'm not going into that situation, but I'm gonna I'm prove a point here. This man's on drugs. He took the door off her hinges. Right? Right. You realize. Like you realize. That if I fall short on a child support payment. There will probably be a warrant out for my arrest. Okay. I can't even dream about custody. Now without my shit being 100% squared away. Meanwhile. My daughter has been hurt under my baby mama. Because of men that she's had around. She's seen things go down that no child should ever have to see go down. You know, man tearing down a door or whatnot, stuff like that. She's seen men come in and out year after year because of someone's pursuit of feeling loved. Okay. If I had custody, if I had custody, this is what would happen. If I had custody, the first time my daughter got hurt under my watch, custody would be yanked from me. I would never see my daughter again. Okay. 
make no mistake about it, I would never see my daughter again. I wouldn't even get video calls. It's a hell of a, it's a hell of a thing right now for me to get a video call. Today was my daughter's birthday. You know how I, I it was like the end of the fucking night before I got to tell her happy birthday. If that was the other way around, if the roles were reversed, that shit would not work out. Okay, someone would someone could easily just say, "Oh, he's kidnapping." Some shit like that. Some bullshit like that. Okay, but my baby mama, she's white. She's in the state of North Dakota. Very white place. Very. I'm not saying that there's no black people there, but I'm explaining something to you. North Dakotans, the folks who settle there, Norwegian, very fucking white. It comes out in a lot of their accents. Okay, nothing against them, because I know I have an accent. But the difference between me, a black man, and a white guy who is fucking meffed out of his mind is that he gets a chance. He gets chance after chance after chance. He can fuck up as many times as he wants and the system will not yank him. He can go a long, long time on that road. You know what would happen before you, you know what would have to happen before they before the system says something? My baby mom would have to have been killed. Do you understand? Some shit like that would have to happen. And then maybe, maybe he'll be held to the same standard that I'm held to right this second. Right this second. I'm not going to sit here, I'm not sitting here trying to complain about my problems because quite honestly, a lot of you females, bitter ass females feel like that's just the way it should be. You know, that's, that's your business. A lot of you think that, I mean, it, it goes into a lot of stereo, it goes into even the stereotypes that go down. Like for instance, oh, a black man needs to be controlled. The fuck is that shit? Needs to be controlled? Let me explain something to you. I came up. It's like I grew up in a military family. Okay. But I also was raised under a single mom. Who was very. Like who's. Um, for lack of a better term. Very fucked up in it. Okay. But I can't even really fault her. Because I think about her upbringing. I never really thought about it. But her upbringing. Racism. 1960s and 70s Mississippi. What do you think? Okay. Some of you are like, oh, some of you might be like, well, that's no excuse. I mean, yeah, we can throw that. No, that's no excuse. You, we, can, we can pitch that. We can throw that out there. That's no excuse. We can say that. But we also can say that there's a reason. I don't think that the topic of racism is talked about really and truly enough. But I'm going to also say that it's not an issue that's reserved for one race. It's not reserved just for black people or people of color. That's something that everybody has to talk about. And not just talk about it, They have to deal with it. And little subtle nuances like um, 
attacking or interracial couple, you know, things like that. That shit's got to stop. It's got to stop. Because it's adding to the problem. Check it out. If we let things like that go by, imagine what else we let fly. Imagine what else we let fly. I can't even imagine my daughter because I'm afraid I'm afraid for her when she goes to school. I'm afraid for her when she goes to school. I'm afraid for her when she comes out of school. I'm afraid. So much so that I don't trust the system to protect my little girl. You want to know why? Cuz she's mixed. That might sound a little bit extreme, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again just so I can just so I can touch some nerves because I'm in the mood today. I don't trust the system to protect my little girl because she's mixed. Why? Because it's what I've seen growing up. I don't I don't necessarily agree with the way things are. I don't agree that we're such a free country. I don't because we're still struggling with this. And this is something that in theory should have been done long ago. I get fed up when I have an opposing opinion and someone tells me that I am uneducated. Meanwhile, these people haven't even seen the outside world. They haven't traveled anywhere. They haven't, they haven't gone anywhere. They haven't done anything with their life. But I'm uneducated. Or I'm whitewashed. Whatever, whichever you pick your poison, I've heard it all. I've been called a sellout so many times in my life. Like, it doesn't surprise me. It really would surprise me if somebody looked at me as a person and be like, you know what, Brandon? You, you're a decent individual. You're a very diverse individual. I, would, I wouldn't know what to do with that. Because I've heard the other so many times. So many times. You know, huh? I'll go ahead and say it because I've already talked about my daughter being mixed, right? My closest cousin is, my closest cousin is mixed. But if you didn't know any better, you'd think he was like, I don't know, Mexican or Italian or whatever. You wouldn't think he was mixed. And, you know, something that used to get on my nerves is that people would assume that because, you know, mixed people who who are actually very bright in the skin, they can just, they just, they can just retreat into either way. The reality is, no, they can't. No, they can't. They can't retreat either way. They can't, oh, I can be white or black. Nah, it ain't that simple. Wish it was. But you have people on one end who envies them for who they are. Because they feel like, oh, they feel like they're better. And then on the other hand, you got another one that... You have another you have another group of folks that treat them less because they're part black, they're part the other. And unless they play the game and just blend in, talk this way, act this way, dress this way, 
That's the only way they'll be able to get by. It's it's amazing though, because again, if you bring up the issue, you talk about it, you talk about you know you you talk about just different things people people get butthurt about, oh my God, why are you coming down on us and this, that, and the other and I'm gonna tell you it's because it's one of those things it's one of those really ugly things we know it's ugly, we know it's ugly. Because we we it's like one of those things. It's like if you pull a kid to the side in school for bullying, right? He knows it's fucked up. That's why he's mad. What he's not used to is the accountability. He's not used to someone calling him out on it. He's not used to someone saying, Hey, Billy, that's some fucked up shit you did. He's not used to that. You know, my my sister... My sister's 15 years old at a predominantly black school, right? Now, my mom, I would assume that my mom has taught her to act a certain way in this, that, and the other, right? Right. Why not? But I I will say this, that if my sister wasn't as well-read as she was, as she wasn't, okay, she wouldn't get a second look. My sister has had to, more or less, she's had to fly and excel so much, hyper-excel, if you will, to get to where she's at. Where other kids, they can, they can just, their parents played the victim. Or, their parents were white, they didn't have to. They just knew somebody. I know people, right? I've worked for very impressive personalities. In my career. And I still. Don't get a free pass. I have to work at it. Some other people. They don't really have to work at it. And that's the part that people don't understand. There are some people in this country. They don't have to worry about. This that and the other. Okay we see it every day. We see racism every day in our news. Think about it. Shooting going on. It's just, you know, you see a difference in how we're and how we're held accountable. One person can walk away, provided they don't kill himself. The other person can just, the other person can get shot. If they do get arrested, they get the maximum sins over the other person. They might get a couple years. Somebody's like, oh, well, it's not that serious. Of course it's not that serious to you. Of course it don't seem that bad to you because you don't have to live it. I've never been to jail. I've never had a record. I've never done anything that would bring undue attention to myself. But there's been multiple times in my life that I've been stopped pushed against a wall for interrogation, searched, this, that, and the other. Right? I think when, like, my most terrifying time was this. My brother and I, we were going to the store. We came back because we're going to the store because we saw this officer a long ways off from his police car. And he had this girl 
against the, against the wall, asking her questions. I don't know. Interacting with her, but he had her against the wall, searching her. This girl had a short skirt on and everything. You know, you you can draw a conclusion to whatever you like, cause I, you know that's that's not the point of this. The point is this: we're coming back, and he's still doing this, right? We're coming back to our friend's house. He's still doing this, so on and so forth. We get back to our friend's house. He comes around the corner. Mind you, this cop has come a block and a half away from his police cruiser. Okay, that's a long ways off to come see about what we saw. Did you guys see anything? What were you guys doing? Why are you guys here? Where do you guys live? You guys got ID? My brother was in middle school. How the fuck would he have ID? You know, I'm in the third grade. Why would I have ID? But these are things that were asked. You know, why, 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 why? Why is this okay? Why are we okay with that? You know... Another time, around that time, actually, happened. Same block. And we actually got put against the wall. We had the police officer and his partner had us against the wall. I think this was probably the same guy. I don't know. I can't remember. What I do remember, though, is that at eight years old, eight, nine years old, I hadn't even really started school, right? And I have a gun against my head. I have a gun against my head because we kind of retaliated. We didn't really, there was no physical retaliation, but we was like, look, we didn't do anything. And the senior guy out of the pair had a gun against our heads. Because he was under the impression that we were dealers. Like, we, we weren't dealers, but we apparently we were like runners. I don't know. I don't know what he thought. But I do remember having that gun against my head. And to this day... If you, I mean, if somebody even jokes pointing a gun at me, I will, man. Okay. okay. I can tell you right now that no white kid my age at that per, at that particular time has ever had to experience that. Ever. They wouldn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. But if you bring it up, oh, well, maybe this, this, and this. Everybody's so in denial. Why? It's fucked up. Admit it. It's okay to be upset about it because I am. I'm 29 years old. And while it's like, and at this point, I just take it for what it is, but I'm still upset that it happens. I'm upset that it happens. And we can get on homosexualism and harp on it like, man, nothing. We can get on politicians and all the wrong that they do like nothing. Call it out clear as day. And it took us a while to even get to that point. But, you know, okay, no one's perfect, right? But we can't address, we couldn't address racism if our lives depend on it. And truthfully, for some of us, our lives do depend on it. But you know what? It's not just racism from white people or other people of color. It's racism from black people that gets me. It's like, 
I don't know if you're familiar with Boondocks, but it's like a bunch of Uncle Ruckuses running around, except they have the power to act. You know, my other half work at, you know, my other half deals with this shit every day. So she pretty much deals with what I've dealt with my entire life. Right? Right. Let me explain something to you. I, I don't believe that I've been raised with a generation of women, black women, black women, black women, that love the black man. I've never been, I've never had that impression ever in my life. You want to know why? Because I came up in a generation with a lot of females raised with, raised by single, uh, single black mothers that they've been raised to believe that, yeah, black men are scum of the earth. They need to be controlled, this, that, and the other. So I was raised with black women who believe this. I was raised to a degree to believe that, man, there was something wrong with me. If, if I don't do this, this, and this, that I am a terrible person. If I don't behave this way, if I don't act this way, do this, 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 there's something wrong with me. If I don't behave a certain way in a relationship, oh man, I don't love my my other half or something. If I'm not controlling, mad, abusive, Whatever, angry as fuck. I don't love my my significant other. Why? Because all this shit was pushed by some racist ass, bitter ass individuals that only want to admit that they're racist. Every time, every time you bring up them being racist, it's like, oh well, it's different. You wouldn't understand. All right, well, I'm black. I'm on the same team. Why would I, like, I'll tell you what I don't understand is that we know, we, we should know better, but we act this way. There's whole museums about our struggle everywhere you go. You can't go anywhere in the United States without a museum about our struggle, and we still act this way. You can't go anywhere. There's so many movies out now. If you even care to watch movies, really. So many movies out now. So many films out now that talk about it. This, that, and the other. And we still act like, oh man. This is what it is. You know, it's it's mind-boggling. So I'm going to go ahead and just close this out. By these statements. I'm 29 years old. I'm a black man. I have a daughter that I barely get to see. I. Like I am engaged. To a white woman. Not because. I hate black women. It's just that. That's just how things lined up. We experience harassment daily. We're going to experience harassment for the rest of our lives. That's just the way it is. She's probably going to experience the most of it. Because I'm black. Because 
I mean, I'm not going to toot my horn or anything, but I'm pretty, I'm, I would think I'm fairly decent. She wouldn't hear none of she, she wouldn't hear nothing if I was ugly. You know, she really wouldn't. But I'm fairly decent, I think. So she's going to catch hell. And I catch hell. Daily. All the time. Little smart ass remarks. All the time. Because I'm dating a white woman. Because I'm engaged to a white woman. And I've known this my entire adult life. If you're black. Or you're a person of color. And you're pushing this agenda. I'll say it again. And I'll say it with a smile on my face. You are no different than you are. In, you are no different than the man sitting in the office. You're no different than the the guy in the backwoods somewhere burning crosses with his white robe on. You're no different than Rush Limbaugh. You're no different than Adolf Hitler himself. You're part of the problem. You're a racist. You are a racist. You know, shoot yourself, whatever you choose to deal with that particular piece of information. But that, at the end of the day, that's what you are. And I would bet that some of you who have kids, you're probably raising racist kids. Just the way it is. But it don't always have to be that way. Educate yourself. Correct yourself. Nobody stays one way forever. That's why we're ever changing. We're evolving. But you have to evolve. I love my people. I love everybody. But I hate that I hate that a lot of you are, are this way and you don't want to fix it.